How are you guys doing this morning? Man, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I got to tell you, there's something special going on here today. I don't know what it is, but it must be the Spirit. It's all I can figure out. Uh, this morning, you know, I'm really just excited to be here. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you, uh, this morning I, I really want to, uh, I want to ask God through this message to speak to his bride. And that's you and me. I want to ask him to speak a special message to us this morning. And uh, what we're going to live today in, in the Word is we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, verses 11 through 17. And, and I believe he has a message for the bride this morning. And, and my message title is Jesus Recreating His Church Again in Christ, a New Creation. I say it again. Jesus is recreating his church again in Christ a new creation, okay? You know, I was really, I was at the, the convention I told you earlier, and, and I was really blessed. I, I, I was in my hotel, and I was, I was walking out of the hotel, and uh, lo and behold, I don't know if you guys know the Boovinghausens, but Garrett Boovinghausen was walking in with his wife and his little girl. And I was with my, my boss, uh, Vince Parks, uh, Pastor Vince Parks, executive director of Link Ministries, and we were together, and we're walking out, and, and, uh, and I saw Garrett. I said, hey, Garrett, how you doing? He goes, I'm doing great. Good to see you. And uh, then uh, we said our goodbyes, and I, I looked at Vince, Pastor Vince Parks, and you, if you don't know the story, I used to be here. I was one of the, one of the pastors uh, in, in youth ministry, and, and uh, there used to be a little youth room over here. We used to host youth rooms, and, and the students were the leaders, Okay. Pastor Vince had come to visit one time because he was on a recruiting trip trying to recruit me to go to Gloria Day, and I went later on. I know there's nobody having any resentment for that here in the room. You can resent Pastor Vince, not me. <laughs> but Pastor Vince, he, 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 he came and saw, and, and uh, I said, Pastor Vince, when I was back at the hotel, I said, remember when you came into the room? There were all these students and there was a student on the stage, and there was a person on the guitar. That was him. Garrett Bovinghausen. That was him. And he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he said, Wow. It really does happen. And what, what Vince was saying is that a little flame can grow. A little light can grow into a flame. And now Garrett's leading a church in Central Texas. You know, and, and here's the thing. That little flame started here. <laughs> and as I was thinking about this morning, I was, I, was, I was curious. I was asking God, can you do it again? And I look at these beautiful children that just came up, and, and I have to say, yes, Lord, you can do it again. You could take our little light and let it shine for the world to see. You can do it, God. And so I believe that Jesus is recreating his church. He's recreating his church. And, and as I think about that, I was thinking about this, my own, my own life. 
You know, uh, as I don't know if you guys heard, I think I said this a little bit last week that, hey, my wife and I are, are embarking on a new adventure. We're going to be empty nesters pretty soon. My daughter, Sophie, she went to her uh, orientation yesterday at Sam Houston, so she's almost out the house, right? I love you, Sophie. We'll keep your room, okay? But, but here's the thing. Joy and I, we've been married for almost 30 years, and, and we're not the same people we were when I first fell in love with her, right? I'm still in love with her, but it was, it was different. But we're not the same people. And so when people ask us, how do you make it 30 years? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't really know. I'm not that smart. But what I can tell you is Joy and I have figured out how to recreate ourselves. We're not the same. By God's grace and his mercy, he's helped us learn how to recreate ourselves. Now we're heading into empty nesting and we have to be recreated because here's the thing. If we don't, if we're not recreating and not being recreated in Christ, the love fades, <laughs> right? And there's no vitality and no life in the relationship. And so here's what I'm telling the church today. We've got to be willing to ask Jesus to renew us, to recreate us, his bride. Jesus is preparing to marry us. I know it sounds weird, guys. But Jesus is right now preparing the wedding feast. He's getting everything in order because there's a day when Jesus will call his bride home. And on that day, will there be a glimmer of light? A little bit of faith to carry us to the other side. It only takes a little light. And let me tell you, in our community, in this community surrounding us, there are little lights that are waiting to be ignited by the church. A new breath, a new wind to ignite the faith of people in this community. But my question to the church, will we be willing to ask Jesus for help? We're not smart enough. All of our bells and whistles won't do it. It's going to take Jesus recreating us and making Christ center again. That is what it'll take when Jesus takes center stage again. And his love for us reignites our love for those who are not here, for those who have yet to taste the goodness of Jesus. So it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, is, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness. That's you and me. 
Let light shine out of darkness has, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When we look into the face of Jesus Christ, we see the light. We see the glory and somewhere in here is light. As I was telling the kids, we don't know how stuff grows. There's some kind of energy in there. That when you give it just enough, enough light and just enough water, the seed breaks through and life emerges out of the dust. I don't get it. But there's some kind of energy in that. And I think it's true for the church. That energy is the Holy Spirit that brings us to life. My first point this morning is this. Is anybody hitting the button? Okay, I'll go to my notes in my Bible. Just, that's why you always prepare. You never know if technology is going to work. It says, my first point is his church disarming the competing voices from within that create unbelief and disunity. Brothers and sisters in Christ, there's an eternal voice that's going on in our heads. I know this to be true because it goes on in my head. Lonnie, you're not enough. You're not loved. You're not appreciated. And in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul is being attacked. He's being attacked with outward voices about his ministry. And, and, and it says in the text that, that we're not going to read it, but it says in the text that these opposers, these, these, these folks, they, they, they weren't ever happy with Paul because either Paul was too excited about her faith, he was too excited about his transformation, and, and, or, or he was too dogmatic about it, couldn't please everybody. Has that ever happened in the church? <laughs> Pastor, you're not exciting enough, and I'm not learning anything. Paul was dealing with that. The outer voices were speaking in the church, and it was raving havoc in the church. Disunity, unbelief. And Paul was calling his church back to faith, back to this principle of disarming the competing voices within you and within the church. It says in, first, in first, or 2 Corinthians 5.12, let's go to that one. We were not condemning ourselves to you, commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearances and not about the matters of the heart. So what Paul's talking about here, he's saying, hey, there are people among you who are boasting about all your great buildings, all your great technology, everything you're doing, but no one is saying anything about what's going on in here. Is there even a glimmer of faith and light in here? And Paul says, let's not boast about that. 
Let's not boast about the things we can see. Let's boast about the one thing you can't see. And that's that little light of faith. That God has the power by the Holy Spirit to ignite into a living flame. So if we need to disarm these competing voices and stop stop competing with one another, what is it going to take? My point number two. I'm glad you asked, by the way. Ah, his church. Displaying the centrality of Christ. The only way for the church to disarm the negative voices within our own head, the only way for us to disarm the negative voices within the church is when Christ becomes the center again. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse what? I got to get new context. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one died for all. Therefore, all have died. Therefore, if anyone is what? In Christ, that word in is paramount. That, you know what fuels the flame inside? Is this love that compels us, this love that controls us. And that love is not a selfish love that I like to lead with in my life so much. But it's an agape love. It's a divine love. It's a love you can't make up. It's a life you can't, a love you can't conjure up in yourself. It's a love that only God can give you through his spirit. Amen? And this love compels us. Compels us. Because we have concluded Somewhere in this heart of faith where there's just this little glimmer of light, we're convinced that one died for all. That picture, that picture is a picture of love. God gave his son to die for us. The one died for all so that we can live, so that we can be recreated in the image of Christ for the sake of others, so that love can live within us. And not a love that the world loves with, but a love that the church can love with again. A divine love a love that loves even though you don't love back. A love that has no boundaries. You know, I, I, I kind of, I don't understand this because I don't understand how do you love your children when they keep making a mess? How do you love your children when they don't show up on time? How do you love your children when they poop in their pants? How do parents do this? They do this because we're created in the image of God. This is divine love. 
He loves us like little children. So undeserving, so unappreciated. <laughs> and you, you, you see why I'm making a fool out of myself up here. Because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm free. I'm free to worship. I'm free to love. I have tasted freedom. Paul tasted freedom. That's why I make a fool out of myself in worship and in thanksgiving. Because I got to tell you guys, if you haven't figured this out, I'm in love with Jesus. And my only motive here this morning is to help other people fall in love with Jesus too. And in fact, I can't help you. There's only one who can help you. And his name is Jesus. Amen? All right, lunch is approaching. Next, next slide. His church deployed as the new creation. God has a plan. We told the kids this morning, right? God has a plan. He wants to deploy us. The church needs to go. The church is not the church when it's gathered. The church is the image of Christ when it goes into the darkness and brings the light within of love. The fruits of the Spirit are what? Love is the first and paramount spiritual gift. You don't need any other gifts but that one gift. The power to love again. 1 Corinthians 5.17 says this. It's a divine purpose. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What? The old has passed away. Behold. Hey, behold. New has come. Wake up, church. New has come. Now is the time. Do not wait. Now's the time. People are desperate. There are going to be people who have a flame within them that will never be flamed into faith unless we're willing to love. And we can only do that if we ask God for help. <laughs> his church. We get on our knees and we pray, God, I can't do this. Only you can do this for our community. <sighs> Lunch is approaching, Lonnie. Next slide. Okay. Uh, my new outlook on life. What if we had a new outlook on life? Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.7 says this. Can we go back a slide, I think? I had a verse. There we, there it goes. For we walk or live by faith, not by sight. The key is we live and we walk in this earth until Jesus returns by faith, believing in Jesus. And what if we had this new outlook on life? Okay, I'll give it to you. What if each day 
I was being renewed into a greater version of myself in Christ for the sake of others. I live by faith and not by sight. I say it again. What if each one of us had a new outlook on life today? Each day I'm being renewed into a greater, should be greater, sorry, vision of my, uh, version of myself in Christ for the sake of others. I live by faith and not by sight. Can God do that in you? I believe he can. I've seen it. I believe it. And may it be so. Amen? Amen. God loves you. I love you. Thanks for putting out with me.